All right, everybody, hello, and uh, welcome to Vineyard Community Church as we are taking a little break from the series that we've been doing called Doing on Discipleship uh, and kind of spending a little bit of time over the next couple of weeks talking about the reason uh, for the season, why I'm standing in front of poinsettias and lights and the nativity scene and uh, everything else that's going on back here. I know I block that all the time from people watching on video, but anyway... Um, all of this is up here so that we can talk about and uh, remember what Christmas is all about and uh, get a chance to talk about Jesus and who he is. Not that we don't do that every week, but it's another opportunity to, and, and uh, we're, we're very happy to do that. And so we're going to spend some time on that today. I had the, you know, Christmas, I, I love this time of year. I'm... There's two two types of people I think about Christmas. There's people that love it and people that aren't so happy about it, and that's okay. Um, but one of the things I like about Christmas is I kind of think about it. I like the lights and everything. But one of the things I was thinking about that I really like about it is that um, even like a lot of grumpy people are less grumpy this time of year. I don't know if you noticed that. And I, do you know? I know why. I believe I know why that happens. Is because they get into being givers. And they get happy about it, and they may not even realize that's what's happening, but that's one of the big things that happens. See, God's a giver, and as we, as we figure that out and we take that on, there's some joy that, that pops up in us. And so I watch people sometimes that are a little grumpy who get less grumpy during Christmas, and I think it's because they, they're getting a hold of the, the, you know, the deeper stuff behind there. And so I get a real, uh, a real kick out of that. And also, I want to encourage you, because this is such a hard time of year for some people, and, and for some people, they will go through tremendous loneliness and difficulties during this time. And since we're not sure who they are, go out of your way to encourage and bless people. Um, smile at people that you see. And, you know, reach out to people so that, and, and mean it so that people feel... See, that's a significant deal sometimes, just connecting with someone. And you never know how much impact you might have with them because no one else is connecting with them. And so whenever you get an opportunity, uh, make sure that you're, you're smiling and saying hello and, and uh, wishing people a Merry Christmas and, and doing all those good things because you never know uh, where, who it might impact. And I think that's really important. Okay, so um, before we dig all the way in here, uh, a little story. The, this man and his wife, they're, they're sleeping. It's the middle of the night. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning when suddenly there's this persistent knocking at the door. And, and it won't stop, so, so the man gets up, and he, he goes out, and it's, it's pouring down rain outside, and he opens the door, and here's this person who's obviously been celebrating something um, late into the night, and they've even they've got a sort of a party hat on that's all askew, and they, they, they look a mess, and uh, the, the, the guy out there says to the man who just opened the door, I, I, I need a push. And the, the guy just shakes his head. It's, it's pouring down rain. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Get away from my house. And he slams the door. And he goes back to bed. And his wife says, well, what was that all about? And he said, there's this guy down there. He's obviously, you know, been celebrating way too hard. And, and uh, it's, uh, you know, he asked me for a push. And she said, well, did, did you help him? And he said, well, no, it's pouring down rain. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I told him to go away. She said, you know, uh, you, you kind of have a short memory. You remember a couple of months ago we were having some, some troubles in those... Uh, with our car and the people, you know, that stopped and helped us out. Don't you think maybe you should go and help this guy? Yeah. And uh, he, the husband kind of sat there for a minute and sort of got to him and he said, oh, fine. And so he, he gets up and he gets dressed and he puts his clothes on. And he goes back downstairs and goes to the door and 
he, uh, he's, he, he shouts out, uh, hey, are you still out here? And he hears, yeah, uh, you, you still need a push? Yeah, yes, please. I said, well, where are you? I said, over here on the swing. Okay, so those of you who know me, I think that's a pretty good story. <laughs> but I have a better one for you today, and it's the, it's the Christmas story, all right? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today is the Christmas story. And I'm, I'm going to share with you the Christmas story today in four acts. And uh, that's what will be in your bulletin. And so let's hop into act number one of the Christmas story. And the first act of the Christmas story is this, that God created us to love us. God created us to love us. Ephesians 1.4, this is out of the message paraphrase. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. So he created us to love us. We're the focus of his love. And... and um, I don't know if we often spend time thinking about what that means, that, that God created us to love us. And um, he, he did it in so many different ways that I don't even think we, we always pick up on it. But like one of the things that, that we touched on that I want to talk about is that he, um, in, in his amazing love for us, he gives us the ability to experience pleasure. The capacity to enjoy life. He didn't want you just to endure life. He, he wants you to enjoy life. And, and I said the other day, and I want to talk about it again. I mean, think about things like your senses, that God gave you senses. He didn't have to, um, but he did. Um, and, and like he gave us eyes, and then he filled the world with color. There's, there's no purpose for color except pleasure. Um, there, we don't need it. You don't have to have color in order to survive. This could have been a colorless universe. It could have been drab. It could have been dark and ugly and dull. But it's not. God created color. And, and he even lets you choose colors that you enjoy. That's why there's some colors you like and some colors you don't like, um, which is really cool when you think about it. There's colors you like to, to wear. There's, there's colors you like to see. See, he, he, he did that. Um, because he wanted you to enjoy them. He, he gives you that, that ability because he loves you. Um, uh, you know, it's like when you, when you look at art, if you, if you, if you like art and you, you just, your, your eyes allow you to enjoy it. When you look at, um, some beautiful, uh, something in creation, you know, for us here, a sunset or a, uh, the way the clouds get sometimes or just what the, you know, the water. I, I like looking at the ocean when it's flat and you, you know, sometimes you can't even tell kind of where it stops and starts with the, with the sky. And you think that's just amazing how that looks. Um, but, you know, that's that's pleasurable. That's one of those things that makes you stop and just go, wow. And and that came from God. He, he does that because he loves us. Um, we talked on this too. He gave us ears. You know, think about it. You don't need to hear uh, to, to survive. And yet he, he created ears and he put those little tiny bones in there to pick up sound. And then he filled the world with sound. And, and it, again, it's for our pleasure. Um, we, music, the purpose of music. It, this is where people who, who you know, 
struggle with the idea of a creator have, have difficulties because there's no real purpose for music other than we enjoy it. It's done for pleasure. And yet, and music is, is apparent in every culture. It's happened in every culture. Why? It's a, it's a gift. It's something for us to enjoy. And, you know, I touch on this too. I love the fact that, that we like different types of music. And it changes throughout generations usually. You usually don't like the music your parents listen to. And then you like what you listen to. I think maybe though as I get older, I like more of my parents' music. But, because uh, <laughs> it was in, so I'll hear, I'll hear myself, you know, whistling Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, and I'm not sure why, <laughs> but but I but because it was around, um, and you know they they didn't care for our music just like you know some of the music that's out there now I don't I don't particularly care for I love music in general but I I don't understand some of it and I can't I can't hear what they're saying which is really frustrating, I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I'll be like what what did he say what was that and I have to ask my son what are they saying. And he's like, well, you can't hear that? I said, not a word of it. But, <laughs> but you get the idea. See, but there's music that I enjoy and, and, and music that you enjoy. And, and God gave us that for pleasure. It's, it's because he loves us. And then, you know, I touch on this too. And I'll touch on it again because of this week. Because um, I think you've got to really think about this. God gave us taste buds. And what an amazing gift that he gave us taste buds so that you can enjoy your favorite food, or in my case, favorite foods in the plural. And, and then he filled the world with flavors. I mean, it, I, you know, it didn't have to be that way. We could be like cars and just have a, a fuel that we need to run on to survive. I mean, you know, God could have just said, you know, they can, we'll just, they can survive on tofu, so that's all they'll get. <laughs> well, so maybe you like tofu. I'm sorry. I apologize for anybody that offended. Please send, send your letters to uh, Fran. And, uh, no. um, can you imagine if that's what it was like, though? If that's all it was? Because you, you don't need it to, to have all the taste to survive. But he did it for us for pleasure. And he gives us the ability to eat with, with pleasure. And what happens is when God sees us enjoying life... He goes, that's it. That's what it's all about. My creation is enjoying what I made them to enjoy. And so he loves you to enjoy something that he's made. It's an evidence of his love. And everything in the world he created because he loved you and he created you because he loved you. So many of the things like that that we take really for granted on a daily basis. We, we, we rarely stop to thank God if I hadn't just mentioned it then for taste buds. Um, we rarely stop and thank God for air, but without it, you'd miss it quickly uh, for water, for, you know, for, for the sunshine. For A lot of times we just don't stop and, and, and thank him for what he's created because uh, he loves us. And so it's a gift of love. That's the, the first act of the Christmas story is that he created us to love us. Now, act two is this, that we walked away. From God's love. We walked away from God's love. This is Isaiah 53, 6. Again in the message paraphrase. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing and gone our own way. This is the, the bad part of the story, if you would. We've all walked away from God's love. I've done it. You've done it. Everybody's done it. Many, many times. We do it on a daily Basis, we walk away from God's love. Now, you know, it starts back with the very first couple, Adam and Eve. 
And they did it initially. And, and maybe you're like me. Maybe you've, you've taken some time to think about this and you pondered to yourself, you know, how in the world did they mess this up? Um, because, you know, they were in a perfect situation. Um, they, they were in great and constant fellowship with God. Uh, he created them for a place, a, a paradise called the Garden of Eden. It's got everything in it and there's absolutely no problems there. Um, Adam's there and then God makes him a perfect partner, Eve. And Adam sees Eve and he says, Madam, I'm Adam. Which, by the way, if you write that down, you can see that it's the same forward and backward. Never mind. Um, You'll do that, some of you, I know. Write it down. Madam, I'm Adam. Okay, never mind. Anyway, think about this. You're in a perfect place. There's absolutely no stress. There's no interruptions. You have no painful memories in your life. You have no dysfunctional family. Uh, you don't even have clothes to worry about. And yet they mess it up. And you, you go, how, how in the world did this happen? Well, well here's the, the part of this story. Um, I created you to love you. Uh, and I want you to love me back, but I've got to give you a choice because I want you to love me because you choose to, not because there's no other options. And, and I don't want to force that on you at all. Uh, and so you have to have a choice not to love me. So he said, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put one tree in this place that's off limits. One. Everything else that I've created is for you. It's for your pleasure to enjoy. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to play. I want you to have fun. I want you to be together. I want you to be with me. I just want you to enjoy everything. Because that's why I made it all. I made it all for you to enjoy. Have fun. It's all yours. Play around. And, and I'm going to get enjoyment watching you enjoy everything that I've created for you. But just so that you got a choice, and I, I'm not going to make this difficult. It's not like a big deal. There's one tree over there. Stay away from that tree. That's all you got to do. Everything else. Do you get, because some people think, oh, he made this really hard. He really didn't. He, he just had one thing that was no. That you, you, that was it, one. Just one little thing. That was a no. And, and, yeah, I, I, the first thing they did, and you can relate, I think you can relate to this. The first thing, first thing. Eventually what they did was, Went to the tree they were not supposed to go to and ate from its fruit. That's what they did. That's what happened. And, and so um, they chose to walk away. We've all chose the same thing since, to walk away from the love of God. Now, the third act of this story is that God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to woo us back. I don't know if you know what that word woo is, but, but uh, I put it in there anyway. Woo. He sent Jesus to woo us back. First um, John 4, 9 out of the NIV. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. The third act in this story is Christmas. It's what Christmas is all about. It's why you've got to know the rest of the story. In Act 3, God sends Jesus to woo us back. To, to woo us back to his Love. See, because he wants us back. God wants you in relationship with him. He created you and, and you and me, we've all done it. We all walked away to do our own thing. That's what all of us did. And, and there's a lot of things that we've done without God's input. But he says, look, I don't even care about what you've done. I still want you back. And he sent Jesus to earth. He came in human form so we could know what God is like. So we could hear the message he had, which is, I want you back. I want to love you. And that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus. 
entering the scene, fully God and fully man, in the most humble of ways, coming in through a manger as a baby, so we wouldn't be afraid of him. And he lives this amazing life among us, and he, he lives a sinless life, very important to know. He, he had and faced the same temptations we face, yet without sin, the Bible says. And then he willingly went to the cross to demonstrate this love for us at its highest. He went to the cross, and he gave his life, his perfect, sinless life as an exchange for our messed up ones. And he did that so that there was a way back for us to God. See, a perfect and holy God, as much as he loved us, the, the sin separated us. And, and we, we couldn't be in, in the presence of perfection and holiness because we're not, because we've all tended, chose to do our own thing. And so he made a way. The, the third act, the, the Christmas, is a, is a rescue attempt to bring us back to him, to woo us back. To him, because he wants to love us, and yet this sin caused a chasm. And Jesus, with his, his willingness to give his life in exchange for ours, for ours, made a way back in Christ. He made it possible for us to be in relationship with a holy God again, even though we're messed up, because we're forgiven, and God now sees us in Christ. But there's still the, the fourth act of the story, which is this, that we still choose, the same way that they chose in the garden, to accept or reject God's love. He doesn't force this upon us. Even after all he's gone through, again, to make it right at the cross, he still won't force us on us. Acts 10.35, this out of the paraphrase of the message. It makes no difference who you are, where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. See, he's made a way through. And, And yet he won't force us. We have to choose to accept or reject what Jesus did for us at Christmas. What Christmas is all about. Coming, entering into the world, living a perfect life, going to the cross, giving his life for ours, defeating death, rising again, and interceding for us, making it possible for us to be in relationship with God. But he doesn't force us on it. It's a gift. Uh, it's a gift that we have to receive. And, and it's the best gift in the universe. It's the best deal that's ever been made. And he offers it to us. And we, we talk about this all the time, but, but at this point of the year, it just seems to me that, that, uh, that, that there's opportunities for people who, who maybe don't, haven't before gotten it to that point. That that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about you. It's all about Jesus, but he made it all about you and being in relationship with him. And, and, and so we don't want to forget it's about Jesus, but I want to make sure you know it's about you. And, and an opportunity for you to know and receive the love of God. And so if you haven't accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, which is how we unwrap this gift. It's, a, it's just getting to that place where we've admitted that we've messed up, that we've blown it, that we've sinned. Everybody here sinned. We're broken. We've all walked away. We've all chosen to do our own thing. Uh, and admit that before God and ask for forgiveness, which he'll give you. And then in faith, accepting the gift that, that, that is Jesus, a, a gift of life, uh, where we ask and invite him to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. And he comes in and he gives us life now and forever. That's what this thing is all about. That's, that's what Christmas is all about. That's what Easter is all about. That's what the church is, is supposed to be proclaiming, this message of good news, that there's a way back. Even though we've messed up. And if you've never 
done that before. Prayed a simple prayer where you've just said before God, honestly, I'm so sorry, God, I've sinned. Will you forgive me? And then in faith just said, Jesus, I ask and invite you and accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Please come into my life, Lord. If you've never prayed a prayer like that, you need to do it today. Don't wait another day. Unwrap the best gift that's ever been given to you. And in a moment, we'll have an opportunity. If you, if you want to have some prayer, we'd, we'd, be loved, we'd love to pray that with you. I'll get Fran over there and we'll, we'll pray for you. But, but today, you know, it's a great day if you've never unwrapped a gift. And if you already have unwrapped the gift, today's a great day just to give him thanks and to remember this, this amazing lengths that he's gone to. That you might have life with him. That that's what Christmas is about. It's about that opportunity. And about God's love for you. And him sending a rescue party out. Because we've all messed up. And giving us a shot. To be in relationship with him. So I want to encourage you. If you've never gotten there. Get there tonight. And if you have already. Thank him for some of the simple things we've talked about. And, and, and thank him for the, the, the way that he wants you to enjoy life. And, and what he created that you might. So that's the Christmas story in, uh, in four acts. And, and uh, I hope it helped and I hope you enjoyed it. And it was better than the story that I started with by a long shot. And, uh, and that's a good thing. So we'll, we'll finish there for today. Um, Pastor Fran, I'll head over to the prayer wall. If you need prayer, we'd be happy to pray with you. But uh, we'll pray for you as a group. If you're watching by TV or video, thank you very much for watching. God bless you all. If there's anything we can do, call us, write us, email us. We'd be happy to, to see what we can do for you. And uh, uh, if you haven't prayed that prayer I just talked about, you pray it right where you're at and, and ask Jesus into your heart and life. So God bless you all. Well, let me pray.